0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean
1: and I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football.
0: Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast. Kelly, I am jacked up for this episode because we're going to be chatting with the newest teammate on ACC Network and Virginia Tech legend, Eddie Royal. While at Virginia Tech, Eddie helped the Hokies compile 42 wins and only 11 losses from 2004 to 2007, really at the middle slash end of that unbelievable run. Virginia Tech had. Eddie was such a dynamic player for VT. He was a wide receiver, a return specialist, and actually finished number one all-purpose yard leader in the history of Virginia Tech with 4,686 yards.
1: Some would say, Mac, that he is Virginia Tech royalty. Come on.
0: Uh-oh. Kelly found a way to uh, to, to uh, produce the show a little I bit. I
1: found some of the buttons. Oh, no. Okay. His senior year, Eddie was named first-team All-ACC and second-team All-American while helping Virginia Tech win the ACC title and play in the Orange Bowl. We talk about this a lot with Eddie. He then went on to be drafted in the second round by the Denver Broncos, played in the NFL for... Oh, you know, 10 years, no big deal.
0: Just super casual. This was great. Super excited to introduce our newest teammate to you guys, Eddie Royal. Let's get to it. Eddie Royal, welcome. Excited for you to join the ACC Network family and and be a part of this great network, my man.
2: Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, I've been paying attention to the network and to finally get the call to be a part of it. Uh, it's been great so far, especially working with uh, awesome people. As you know, like they they make your job easy and fun. Well, we we finally
0: added some speed to the network. We have our quarterback, you know, the offensive lineman, and myself, and and then uh, you know our great coach. And now that we have some speed, I think we're gonna we're gonna be really good on on this network. We're gonna be all over the place today. I want to start with your weekend, man, because I believe this was your first time calling a game, and you're at your own home turf at Virginia Tech versus Middle Tennessee State.
2: How, how was that experience? It was it was great. Um, it was a little little bit more nerve-wracking going home. Like, I thought that it'd be great. Like, yeah, I'll do a Virginia Tech game my first game. Then I was like, oh, shoot. Everybody I know is going to be listening and watching. It. Like, they're going to be critiquing everything. So it was a little bit of added pressure, but it was fun. Like, after the nerves, like, got through that first part, as you know, calling games like the beginning can sometimes be rough when you're trying to find your rhythm. And then once you get going, you're just talking ball. So I had a good time with it.
0: I thought you did great, man, and it was fun to to hear you figure out, you know, who you, who you want to be, who you want to be as a broadcaster. And as you continue to grow, you you'll get more and more in touch with that. But a great start, I thought.
2: Yeah, just the. I feel like the beginning when you're trying to finish a thought, and then you're like the plays about to start. It's so many like little things that you got to figure out, and. uh it's cool though, because it gives you time to actually talk ball to so where in studio, you had a little clip that's rolling. So you got to get your point across pretty quickly. Uh, but when you're calling a game, you got a three hours to to make some points.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Well, Eddie, you mentioned you finally got the call. So we love the stories of how ESPN found you and, and how you got the job. Everyone has a different story. They're all very unique. So, Tell us your story as to how you got hired by ACC Network.
2: Yeah, so I <laughs> I initially did the uh, audition in Austin. And uh, when the network broke, and so I went out to, to Austin and did it. And I hadn't really had much experience. So I was like, oh, why not give it a try? And uh, did the audition. I felt like okay about it. I was like, dang, that wasn't my best, but it wasn't my worst. And I was like, we'll see. And so they were like, oh, we like you, but we're we like season people a little bit more. And I was like, I, I get that. I understand that. They're like, but keep working because we really do like you. Like, we're going to come back to you at some point. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm like okay, sure you're going to come back. They all say that. So I'm like, all right. Right. We're doing some little stuff here and there. And then uh, I get an Instagram message. This is probably, what, two years ago? How long is the network? Yeah, going? two years.
0: We're in year three right now, now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I get an Instagram message, and it's like, hey, we want to bring you in for an audition. This is ESPN, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, why did ESPN bring me right. on Instagram? Like, they got my <laughs> cell phone number, email, like, right. address. It sounds like, just like
1: Mac's story.
2: And so I'm like, this is, like, spam or something. I'm like, somebody's messing with me. I was like, ah, oh, why not? I'll play along. And then, uh, yeah, it, it was actually... Uh, <laughs> an audition. And I, uh, I came out to, to Bristol and did another audition once again, like didn't feel great about it, but it was like, hopefully they see potential there. And then I got the call a couple of weeks later and now I'm a part of the team.
0: How about that, man? Is, is that something, um, you know, is, is media something you always wanted to do when you were done playing? Like, I know we all, you know, want to go to the league, have great careers, which you did, but is that something after you were done, you kind of knew, Hey, I want to pursue something like this or, How did even the the want to do this
2: come about? It was kind of, I was in between um, what I wanted to do uh, because coaching had always been in the back of my mind. Like I love ball so much, and I love helping uh, younger guys out and helping guide them because I had a ton of influential uh, mentors in my life. So I'm like, I want to be that guy for somebody else. So uh, I thought coaching would be a great opportunity to do that. And actually before ESPN had called, I had, agree with the Eagles to go to training camp with them and help out the receivers and so uh, I was in between doing that I was actually in between figuring it out when I got the call and uh, I figured ESPN was a great opportunity to jump on that now because you can always go back to coaching I mean getting in this field it's all about timing and the right opportunity so uh, I'll put coaching on the back burner for now and I'm gonna give this a try.
0: How about that? I I love that perspective and and really cool that, you know, you almost had to make a decision there. You didn't almost you did, you know, having both opportunities. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes, man. I I think you're going to be a really fun addition to the team. Hope we get to do some stuff together. I I know we will. I want to back up just a second here and, and talk about those Virginia Tech days, because, man, I mean, just an absolute baller, all time leader in all purpose yards, over four thousand, forty two wins, ACC championships, all American teams. I mean, what a career, man, at Virginia Tech.
2: Yeah, it it sounds like a lot, and I'm like, did I really do all that stuff? Like, I think you just added in a couple more. Hey, just just, send me, check, man, oh, just send me my check, man. Just send me my check. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, man, it was a good run. Like, as you know, when you, both of you know when you're in it, like, it just You're just living in the moment and you don't, it's hard to understand like the importance of what you're doing uh, at that time. And we had a pretty good team that was winning a lot of games and um, everybody around me was good. So it it wasn't like I felt like I was doing anything special. I was just keeping up with everybody else and trying to do my part.
1: Let's talk about your coach in Frank Beamer. We know his son is now coaching in the, in the power five level at South Carolina, but I mean, he's a legend and, you know, he's more of a special teams guy. We know that Virginia Tech was all about the lunch pail and special teams. Um, but w- what was it like to play for Coach Frank Beamer?
2: It was awesome. Um, from the day he came to my house and sat on my couch and talked to my mom um, to the day, I, even till today, I mean, that guy, he's been amazing because um, it, it was more than just football with him. You know, some coaches, it's all ball and um, it's like a business. Uh, type atmosphere uh and it wasn't like that at all. I mean it was all about the family atmosphere, caring about your teammate uh and the coaches. They actually took interest in you as a person, so that that meant a lot but uh yeah coach Beamer and me i mean I' tell a quick story uh i my after my freshman year, I hurt my leg, I had a compartment syndrome, and it was acute apartment syndrome, so it happened quick and uh I had to go to the hospital and they thought that I could have lost my leg at one point. Had I not even got to the hospital, I think they said I like two hours before it would have been really bad. And I, we all thought it was shin splints. So it was a crazy deal. And I go in uh, and it's an open incision. Like they got to leave it open for a couple of days. And um, so they send me back and they're like, just don't get it infected because then it'll get to get bad. And right. I'm like, oh my I was in a storm. Like, what do you expect me to do? <laughs> like, and and so that, that's when Coach Beamer and uh, his wife Cheryl really stepped up and they made sure that I was taken care of. I mean, they did every little thing. They were bringing me food. They were doing everything. Just being my parents away from home. So it was. It kind of similar to what I said in the beginning of when he sat on my couch and promised my mom that he was going to take care of me. Like he meant that. And he did that. And and it really showed in that moment. And, uh, him and my mom actually still text. So that's how tight, uh, that family unit was.
1: That's awesome.
0: He's a great man. Yeah. He's such a good man and had the privilege to meet him, get recruited by him and, uh, Almost made that decision. He he was he was a great. He was really would have been the reason that I did that. Now you grew up in Virginia. Was it kind of a was it a lock that you were going to Virginia Tech? Where, where else were you kind of looking at? And and I guess how did you make that decision? You might have just laid it out for us. But how did you ultimately decide to go to Virginia Tech?
2: No, yeah. So um, I was looking around at a at a ton of places. Uh, at that at that point, my brother. I played high school football with my brother for a year. He was a senior and I was a freshman, so I got a chance to play with him for a year. And uh, that was one of the best times of my life. Uh, just You know you always grow up in the backyard playing with your brother, but to actually do it uh, in front of a ton of people and to have success uh, doing it was awesome. So uh, he was playing at Marshall when it was time for me to make a decision. And um, I had a ton of options, but I, Marshall was sticking out to me just for the chance to play with my brother again. And so that was really weighing on me. And then my sister was at Virginia Tech as well. So those two really stood out to me just because the Simple Fact family is so important to me. And so uh, it really came down to them two. And uh, I ended up going going to Virginia Tech. I mean, it was better, better competition. I love Coach Beamer and just the overall atmosphere. I mean, you walk into Lane Stadium, I went on a night game. I saw them beat Miami uh, oh. <laughs> during a night game, and I was just like, all right. Great I, choice. I'm, is, I'm so... <laughs> Great yeah. choice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm here. Well, you mentioned your sister. We're going to get back to football, but I was reading up on you, and I didn't realize your sister is perhaps the most accomplished member of the family with Come what on. she's doing in the Air Force and the Corps of Cadets at Virginia Tech when she was there. So tell us more about what your sister's doing.
2: Yeah, so she's she was... Uh, at Virginia Tech, she was a regimental commander um there, um, which is the highest ranking cadet. Uh and she was uh, the first African American to be that and the first female.
1: Wow, wow. Um, double. So, that's awesome.
2: Right. <laughs> so my time at tech, I the whole time, um, it was it was pretty cool because everybody the coaches would all joke, like, Yeah, you're pretty good, but you're you're not the, the hero of the family, or sister. Right. No one really cares about you, Eddie. But I I loved it though because I mean they sacrifice so much and they're like they get no attention. And I'm like, she's doing some awesome things. I love the fact that she was getting a little bit of attention. I actually ended up playing my brother, uh we played Marshall at Virginia Tech and they did like a big story on us and uh she got got Come some T V time. So that was pretty that? awesome for her. Yeah. And yeah, so she uh she did that and she, she did a couple of tours and she was over in Afghanistan and all that. She did Two or three of them. Um, and that was uh not a fun time for, I'm sure, uh, either of us. But it was, uh, I mean, our family, were, like I said, we're so close. It was just kind of brutal, you know, sending out emails because that's the only way you can really contact them. And then you just, it'll go days without hearing back. And you're just like, man, what's going on? You're watching the news and you're just kind of, and so that goes on for months and months. And you're just like, oh, it's just tough. And. Uh, So that she did that and she came back and uh, now she's at the Air Force Academy and uh, she's safe there. (laughs) So we get our family is a little bit more at ease um, with her there. So, yeah, she's a lieutenant colonel there and she's teaching at the Air Force. So she's doing great things.
0: How about that? Come on. So my my pops is still active duty as well, lieutenant colonel. So that that's really cool in the Air Force, man. So I know when you talk about those phone calls and nobody answers and it goes days and days, it's uh it's a scary thing for sure. And and super grateful for her service to this country and and with, you know, the 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 um, you know, anniversary of 911 just a couple of days ago, uh just very grateful for her. So please tell her thank you and and we're very grateful for her. Let's go back to Virginia Tech just a little bit. Um is there a game that stands out to you? I mean, you had so many just game breakers and and great moments in Lane Stadium. Is there one that, man, when you think back, you're like, okay, the, the, this is this is the one that I'm gonna tell everybody about.
2: I mean, you talked about a game. It wasn't in Lane Stadium. I had two Clemson Tigers here. I remember we came to Clemson and <laughs> kicked y'all butt on the Thursday night. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, yeah. It was it was a good night for Virginia Tech because it I mean it showed who we were as a team though we kicked y'all butt on special teams I think we ran three kicks back that night, wow and one of them got one of them got called back but so but we ran three back on you guys and I think we had an interception return for we did have an interception return for a touchdown it was just a nightmare for you guys there <laughs> and that that was just like the best feeling ever.
1: <laughs> I mean, Eddie, could you like? Could you give us more detail? I feel like this right. description has been very vague.
0: <laughs> well, what I can guarantee you is the first time that Eddie and I do a show together, our producer, Claire Atkins, oh, will have yeah. highlights oh, yeah. of that game just to remind everybody because she's the best at, at doing that. <laughs>
2: no question. I won't do the show
0: unless they're up right. there. Like, yeah. No question. <laughs> obviously.
1: Obviously. Why, I, I uh, completely well, respect that. Well, okay. We know you ran all over Clemson. Uh, what about the 2007 ACC Championship? I mean, that was a big deal for Virginia Tech, joining the league a couple years earlier. Um, tell us about that game and just how it felt to win the conference title.
2: Yeah, so there was a, a little bit of history with that one because uh, I think it was the year before we're playing, and uh, we were highly ranked. And uh, Boston College comes to town, and a guy named Matt Ryan <laughs> yeah. uh, wasn't play, I don't I don't even think he was doing much. The whole like first three quarters. Um, and, and so we're kicking our butts. And then uh, at the end of the game, somehow, like, we got to look it up because I'm, I'm going to screw up the details. All I know is that I'm thinking about, like, man, we got a national championship chance, blah, blah, blah. And next thing, you know, towards the last seconds of the game, Matt Ryan is doing what he does. I, I mean, it feels like he got Matty Ice, his nickname, <laughs> yeah. because of that game. He did that I'm to sure Clemson, too. Back, but,
1: he did that to Clemson, yeah, too. But I, I'm like, many times.
2: Now you know, like the the nickname, and I'm like I'm watching. I'm like this guy's gonna be the next Tom Brady. It was just crazy what he could do, and it it was raining. I'm like you're not supposed to be able to make a comeback in the rain. <laughs> and so he, all right, so he did that. So he he ruined our hopes for a national championship and just ruined our season. Come back uh, senior year, and we had a chance to to play them in an the AC championship game, and it was just I mean we were all pretty fired up and ready to go that game. And it was a hard fall game. I mean, they met. They they weren't the most like athletic team or whatever, but they just had fight in them, and that and that was Boston College, and um, so we knew it was going to be a fight, and uh, it came down to I think in the fourth quarter it was pretty close, and uh, the coach had called a a corner post route, and we had been setting it up all day, and I went to high school with with Sean Glennon, the quarterback. And so when they called the play, we just kind of gave each other that look like, man, this is our moment. You already like, knew. You already knew. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm almost like, man, regardless of the coverage, just throw it. Like, I don't care if it's the perfect coverage or not. You're throwing this ball. And so so we line up and we see the two high safeties look. And I'm like, on a corner post route, I'm going to get the safety to bite on the corner and we're going to just kill them. So I knew right away when I lined up and then Sean threw a, a perfect, I wouldn't say perfect because you made me jump up a little <laughs> bit. It, but. He, th- he threw a good enough ball for me to catch it. And, man, you talk about a good feeling. Like, ah, uh, that was awesome. And and so uh, I'll go – I'll be a little bit long-winded on this one. Um, after that game, like I said, senior year, uh, NFL draft time, like, like man. But after that game, uh, the senior bowl official was there, and he was like, with that catch, you just got yourself an invite to the senior bowl. Wow! wow. And I was like <laughs> – I was like, man, this day can't get any better. And so, yeah. Wow. That's
0: that's awesome. And so that's, I mean, that's why, you know, he threw the ball that way. He wanted you to show yeah. off your skills and, and get you a, a senior bowl invite. Well, you know, you, you kind of write the script for us here, man, because I wanted to go to the NFL next. And, you know, after a great career in college, you go on to have a fantastic NFL career, nine, 10 years, drafted by the Broncos in the second round. and. You know, played with them for four years and then you go out to uh California with the Chargers and then wrap up your career with Chicago. Um, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to play ball that long and, and you did and, and had a really solid career. Just tell us about, you know, your NFL experience.
2: It was awesome. Um it was uh everything that I anticipated that it would be and more. Uh the biggest thing I take out of it is the friendships that I that I built along the way, meet a lot of people that uh been through what you've been through and not too many people can understand um the the ins and outs and the the long and hard days of, of football and the grind the, the mental toughness it takes to to be a part of a team and uh, put your body through that and so it built lifelong friendships through that all and uh even with the coaches like it it's a it's a grind man you got to be a different breed to want to play this sport and so uh just being around those those people and uh, just living out my dreams. I mean, my first game ever was a Monday night football game in a black hole against the Raiders. Wow. Like, I mean, <laughs> you can't drop a better script, you know? And and it, it was just an awesome game. I had a pretty good game, and, and we won. And so I, my career started off on a high note. Uh, got drafted by Mike Shanahan, another legendary coach. Like, to go from Frank Beamer to Mike Shanahan. Um, and he just taught me so much about uh, being a pro, um, how to carry myself and handle myself in the league. So uh, it was great to be around him early in my career.
1: I really like asking guys who played, who are really, you know, had great college careers and then had long NFL careers. Give me the basics of the differences between college football and NFL football.
2: I think it's uh structure because uh, college, you got class, you got, whether you're going to study hard or not. I mean, it's people telling you what to do pretty much all day. And, um, I mean they'll, they'll try to tell you when to go to sleep if you let them and, and so um they got bed checked before the game so they do tell you when to go to sleep so um but uh but yeah it, it so when you leave um the facility in the NFL I mean you got you got time to do whatever you want to do so you really got to be responsible and make the right decisions and uh it shows up who's who's actually going home and studying their playbook or watching film or taking care of their bodies like it really shows up, and and that's when you got to be a pro. Like that's what I learned from the veterans early on. Is that when you leave here, it's not time to go relax and have fun and play video games. Like this isn't college. Like this is your job now. So you got to do all the little things that that you hear about people doing. You actually have to do them. It's not they're not just talking. And so I learned that early, and luckily I was around some um, veteran guys who taught me that.
0: What do you what do you give credit to you know having such a long career? Because so many guys, I mean, come in one, two years, three years at, at max, and then you kind of you're done. And, and for you to be able to get to you know nine, ten years, what well, what do you what do you attest that to? Luck <laughs> have to be
2: right. So, don't be so humble, Eddie. Don't be so humble. No, to be honest, because uh, I mean, there's so many good players that I've seen who didn't have long careers because of injuries and as we, as we all know, you can't control those. And so I, that's why I say part of it is luck. It's just, I mean, you turn your leg the wrong way. That could be the end of your career. And so uh, I was blessed to be able to, to, to not get any crazy, serious injuries that in my career at a, the beginning of it. And so, um, but like taking care of your body, um, I really learned to, the stretching, to take that seriously, to, because I, cause I was a fast guy, man. I never wanted to stretch. Was let's like, just go. Let's right, go. Let's, let's right. go. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And and when, you, when you're when you young, you feel that way. Like, all right, I'm out here. Let's go, man. Throw me a couple balls and let's get into practice. So after uh, pulling some hamstrings and tearing a couple <laughs> groins, I, <laughs> I learned that uh, you probably should stretch. <laughs> and so uh, I, got, I got that lesson early. Um, but then you learn how to eat uh how to to take care of your body like eating the right foods putting the right things in and hydration is so important um and and yeah and studying film like that that's where my game like improved so much it it wasn't just the opponent but breaking down myself and really finding out my weaknesses and uh talking to defensive backs about what they see in my routes if I'm giving away anything so really self-scouting and um and, and really feeling like you've never arrived because you never have, man. There's always people that's better. There's always something you can do better. And so just knowing the importance of that, trying to improve every single day, like it, people say it, but I, I really tried to do it. And I, I had a group of guys that we really focused on working on something different every day after practice. And that's when I saw my game improve.
1: We want to get to uh, this year's hockey team in just a second, but. I want two, two rapid fire questions for you real fast. Okay. Toughest environment to play in, in the NFL and toughest corner that you went against during your time.
2: Ooh, toughest environment. Oh, I'll I say Kansas city is rough. They, 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 that, that stadium gets loud. Communication is hard. Um, it, it's just a great environment. It's a great football environment. Uh, the black hole was tough too. Probably, it was my first game. You got to play on that that dirt. Yeah. Like, I'm so thankful they 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 needed to. I'm not thankful they left, but I'm thankful they like they got a real feel now. <laughs> like trying to run a route on that dirt and getting tackled. On. I remember I got tackled on it, like scraping up my elbow. I'm like, what are we doing? This is the NFL. It's... A, <laughs> So playing conditions is definitely uh the black hole, but uh, <laughs> those fans are awesome as well. And then uh toughest corners, I mean, I went against those guys every day and practice. Chant Bailey was a pain in the butt, just I mean, he was so smart, so fast. He was stronger than people gave him credit for, and I mean he knew your route right before you were finished running it and and you asked him like Chant Man, how do you know that he's just like I just I just know. Half the, that was half the answer. Like half the time, he's just like I just I just see it. I don't know. I just know. And that's kind of what the great ones are. Like just happens, man. I'm just bl- I don't know. So great. Just, like, <laughs> just happened. I just reacted. I'm like thanks. <laughs> yeah, like thanks, Champ. That's really helping me get better. Right. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but 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 Champ and um, man, I tell you what, I, I battled this guy in practice, uh, and and he turned out to be a great player, all pro player, Pro Bowl. But man, Chris Harris in that slot. Um, he's with the Chargers now. He's with the Broncos for a long time, and um, I saw him grow. He was a, he was a scout team guy, undrafted guy. I just saw him bust his butt, and just he was working so hard every day in practice. He would drive us crazy. Like, what are you doing? This Dude, scout team, the like, cover, man, what are you play doing? The, play the way what's on the card. Like, do it the right way. Like, you're out of position. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, people don't intercept the ball in scout team. We're supposed to feel good going into practice. And so going into the games. And so he's he's all intercepting everything. And then he finally got an opportunity to play and he was making plays just like on scout team. And I was like, oh my God, this guy can really play. So um I'll give it to, to those two, man. They were they were uh tough competitors and, and really helped me get better. I love it, man.
0: Looking at this year's Virginia Tech team, uh, I mean a solid team, second highest ranked in the ACC right now, coming in at fifteen in the AP poll. You obviously just studied them calling the game before. Well, what do you like about them? And, you know, maybe if there's something that they need to work on specifically to keep going to, you know, hopefully playing another championship, what would that be in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I like the defense. Um, it's like the Virginia Tech defensive old almost, you know, they're they're getting to that point. Um, they got some guys on that defense that could really play. The secondary is uh, those corners that they got are showing up big, and and that's, when you look back at Virginia Tech football and that defense, when, when we were good, we had corners that could cover. They could cover and they could come up and tackle. And um, that's what I'm seeing with that group. Shamari Connor is, man, that kid could play. I, I still think he's not getting enough credit. I know he just got ACC defense back in the week, but I'm like, man, this guy, he needs to be on a national stage where everybody could see him uh, because, it, I mean, he's not even the flashy guy that's going to run the 4 3 or jump the 45 inch vertical, but he's a football player. And he just – I just love seeing that, especially for our defense, like that hard-nosed, like that grit, like he has that. Um, not even a talkative guy. I was like, oh, I want to interview this guy. And he doesn't talk much, man. Like, and so he's just, just all about ball. So he's, he's one of those guys. So definitely that, that defense is, uh, is coming around and, and they're playing well. And uh, the the offensive passing game I think is something that um, we got to improve on if, if we want to take that next step of, of being a, a – a, a C T winner went winning the Coastal and, and trying to contend against Clemson. So we got to be able to push the ball down the field. And um, that's something that, uh, I mean, Virginia Tech isn't known for, but I think if we could add that element to our offense, like it'll make us dangerous because we're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, with Braxton, he's going to be able to pull it and, and get some big gainers. And they got a couple backs that could make some plays. So I think being able to challenge the defense down the field is going to help out a lot.
1: No doubt. And I know Mac is really high on that Hokie O-line um what have you seen from them eddie and then give me a few wide receivers i know virginia tech right now not exactly airing it out but hey they're controlling the game with how they're playing offense but give me a few wide receivers that stand out
2: yeah the, hey i know your old line guys you know man them boys are yeah, yeah big physical they got a six nine <laughs> left tackle oh my good god i, I thought i read that wrong I was like, this kid's good grief He should be hooping yeah I, I, right. Yeah, i know right and uh no, so that that offensive line is, um, and you thought that they lost a couple guys. So you thought that they take a dip, but they haven't, and uh, and they, and they're playing well. Um, but uh, Tavion Robinson is is my guy. I mean, I, I love seeing him with the ball in his hands, uh, and that's another element. If they can continue to get him more involved, uh, then then they're going to be even more dangerous because he's one he's one of the best playmakers in ACC. If you ask I'm biased of of course, but. I mean, he makes so many plays with the ball in his hands. He did it on a punt return. And so just getting him more involved, whether it's a jet sweep or throwing him a quick hitter. And then Trey Turner, uh, he hit a, he hit him for a deep ball. And uh, I believe he caught one against UNC as well. So he's adding that element in for the deep shots. You just got to do it a little bit more. Um, and, and that offense can go. I mean, James Mitchell is one of the best tight ends in ACC, but we haven't even really used him much this year so far. So, I mean, we got the weapons. It's just—it's uh, still early, so we got time to open it up.
0: Yeah, I think the consistency at the quarterback position, throwing the ball, is going to be the biggest thing. That—that that was Kelly and I's biggest question mark coming into this season. You know, can Braxton take that next step? Can he rely on his arm? Can he push it downfield? And you know, we haven't quite seen it yet. We've seen flashes, but we need to see that consistency. Let's talk about the matchup this weekend with going to West Virginia, a great rivalry, kind of state-to-state right there. And, Eddie, I mean, you dominated in this matchup. You guys played them twice, once at home, once away. You were the leading receiver both times in that environment and really that 2004 game I mean they were number six in the country and y'all just dominated them all all game long just talk to us about and the next year you went there and won the game as well talk to us about that environment of West Virginia I mean is it going to be nuts is it going to be jacked up crazy what's it looking like for these Hokies traveling this week
2: yeah it's a it's a it's a crazy environment the whole atmosphere the whole even on the game it's gonna be such a physical game because i mean they don't like you guys like, it, like it, it's just it's almost like the, the kids aren't even a part of it but they they can just feel the energy from the fans like we're not supposed to like them and so it just turns <laughs> into like a just an all-out brawl and it's gonna be super physical but i i remember so I started the first, uh, when they came to Lane Stadium, they had Pac-Man Jones, and he was a big deal. there were talking about him being a top-ten pick and everything. He was all world, and he played like it that day. I tell you what, man, he was flying around, and that was that was a very physical game. And, and I mean, they made us earn it. It, it wasn't easy, and and so I kind of knew that that was going to be the, the type of game that we were getting into when we went there. But the main thing, they were like, look, when you come out of this tunnel, keep your helmet on. And I'm kind of looking around, like, what are you talking about? Like, why? They like, they'll throw anything at you, like regardless. Of, whatever they got, they're gonna these fans are gonna be throwing stuff <laughs> at you, like Jeez. it's gonna be that type of atmosphere. And I'm like, man, so they were right though. Like they were <laughs> they weren't lying. What got, like, what they got, they got thrown at you. What, throwing at you? what they throw at you
0: at? <laughs> any batteries, any batteries or anything? Man, crazy? It, was, it was
2: everything from it was everything. See, yeah, the, the the battery talk is out there. I'm not going to say they did that because that's just brutal. But they threw everything, whether it was drinks, it was popcorn, it was cake, like, it was everything. You just like, what are do you doing? Like, you're a grown man. Like, I'm still technically a kid. Like, what are you doing? But it but it but that just fired us up and made us, like, want to kick their butt even more. Like, it, we took that energy and anger onto the field, and they paid for it. <laughs> that's right.
1: See, fans it- – it's, it's like the grown man thing or grown woman thing just goes out the window if it's Saturday. We're all kids again, and especially at West Virginia. I mean, that's what I expect to see. And it's been so great, Eddie, these atmospheres, seeing these atmospheres again. And the one that has stood out to me, I think, Mac, didn't have like 12 million views on the ACC yeah. Network uh, Twitter yep. page. Lane Stadium, when the Hokies played North Carolina week one. That, look, I, Lane Stadium, I've always been impressed with it. But there was something different about that night. What did you think when you saw that atmosphere?
2: First it was like, man, I should have went to the game, like, <laughs> right? So right. FOMO. <laughs> right. And uh no, it was it was it was awesome. Man, it was amazing. It was like that's home. You know I, I was so proud of like our fans are uh, like representing the school and everybody getting to see like that's why I went to Virginia Tech. That's why I, like Everybody loves it so much, and, like, just that atmosphere, the fan base, like, they got to really show their true colors right then and there. Like, they're the best fans in the country, if you ask. Of course, I'm going to say that. But I really do believe it. They're so loyal. They're so passionate. Like, they care about the guys, and, like, it shows. That stadium is always rocking.
0: How much of an advantage do you feel, truly, that it, I mean, that it gives you guys? I mean, if it's if it's a Thursday night packed out, I mean, can you can you play anybody in the country, number one team in the country, and feel like, hey – this stadium is going to help us so much.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what happened at, on my visit when, when Virginia Tech beat Miami that day. There was no way they should have beat Miami, but the fans and that atmosphere kind of threw Miami for a loop, and, and we made some big plays, and it just like got them going even more. I, I actually saw it this past weekend when uh, on third down. There was a couple false start penalties, a couple things going wrong with the offense just due to lack of communication. So the fans make a bigger deal and 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 affect the game more than they even know
1: let's talk about this west virginia game for just a second i was surprised to see that the mountaineers are favored in vegas by two and a half because they lost to maryland week one they just played long island i didn't know they had a football team they beat them 66 to nothing virginia tech you know they, they beat north carolina i think that they're much more proven but they're an underdog on the road going to west virginia what's your advice if if, um, if Fuente called you today and said, hey, give me some advice to give to these younger guys to go on the road, to play in a raucous environment, what's your advice for those guys?
2: Yeah, just just stay locked in. Uh, that's the main thing. Focus on what's going on on the field because, uh, I mean, when we were out there, I remember we had a couple guys who get um, in the yelling matches with fans and just get sidetracked on what's going on. Uh, there's going to be a lot of noise and um, a lot of stuff going on on the outside that you really just got to focus in and lock in on the game. And um, that's when you, you really got to pay attention to looking the ball in or or doing all those little extra details because it's so much distraction that it's easy to to, to miss out on something. And um, whether it's hand signals, being good with communication, that's going to be one of the, the biggest things with uh, just communicating. If you're trying to change it, a play at the line of scrimmage or a or defense changing the coverage uh, due to emotion, Uh, No blown coverages or missed assignments are going to be big.
0: Eddie Royal, my man, this was so much fun. Thank you for joining us. Excited for you to join the family. And I look forward to working with each other in the future, my man.
2: Yeah, this is awesome. Anytime.
1: Shout out to Eddie. He was excellent. I love the stories he told, uh, the Senior Bowl story where he made that great catch against BC, and, and they told him he was going to the Senior Bowl, getting all sorts of stuff thrown at him at West Virginia, Lane Stadium. I, I just, I love those stories from Eddie. And, Mac, I'm curious, because you mentioned that Frank Beamer recruited you a little bit. How close were you to uh, picking the Hokies there, Mac?
0: <laughs> it, it really close when I was on my trip. Uh, just because it was so much fun, and that's super typical. Anytime you're you're on right. a recruiting visit, everything's great, everything's so wonderful. Uh, but it, it was just, it wasn't the perfect fit for me, and and I didn't think that it was you know ultimately going to work out. But Coach Beamer was truly amazing. Loved the environment. Loved to, if I would have gone to a game, maybe like Eddie said, you oh, know, he he goes to that Miami game, and you see a packed out stadium like Lane Stadium. Uh, it, it's kind of hard not to, but. You know, ultimately, just thought it it wasn't the best for me. But just hearing Eddie's story, that was a lot of fun. That was actually the first time either of us had met him. As we mentioned, the newest team member for ACC Network, excited to continue to work with Eddie all year long. And he'll do some stuff with us on the weekend. I'm sure there'll be uh, you know some weekends where we have a little extra analyst up there with us. And then, as I mentioned, when we go to Virginia Tech for that Notre Dame game, hey, he he's going to show us around. We'll have passes. Eddie will get us everywhere we need to go. So really excited to have him. Uh, Just a great member of this team and uh, a great interview. It was a lot of fun talking with him. And guys, don't forget to go follow our producer, Richmond Weaver's podcast, Rich Take on Sports. He does such a great job. So many fun interviews with people all across the sports spectrum. It's, It's a really wide variety of folks there be sure to check that out anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a great listen. But guys, that's it for this episode. We're super excited. Friday, we'll come back. We'll preview the entire weekend. Another great week of ACC play. Got a lot of conference matchups, but then we go out of conference as well. So week three is when things start to really align. But guys, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.